Welcome to Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. Our mission is to take the Word of God to all the world. Our Bible teacher today is Evangelist Micah McCurry. Since 1938, Bible Tracts Incorporated has been publishing clear gospel tracts and supplying them to churches and individuals all over the world and all at no charge. Information on how you can receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks will be given at the end of this broadcast. And now for our Bible study, here is Evangelist Micah McCurry. Hey friends, Michael McCurry here. Welcome back to Bible Tract Echoes. I want to thank you so much for taking of your time and joining me right here. We are so very close to including Mark chapter number six. We've been slowly working our way through this incredible book of the Bible. And if we keep on this pace, we might actually make it by the end of the year. Can you believe that? Mark chapter number six. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles while you do that. Let me tell you about a couple of gospel tracks. This week I realized I not highlighted any specific gospel tracks. And I was at a gas station not but a few days ago. Let me think where I was driving from or to. I think I was on my way to West Virginia. I was going out there to preach uh, a missions conference uh, Sunday. And a wonderful time with some good people out there. While I was on my way there, stopped to get gas. I couldn't make it on one tank of fuel. And I saw some fuel for a reasonable price, needed fuel. So I got off and I started pumping gas. And there's a gentleman who was kind of, to be honest, he was loitering just a little bit, standing there in front of, I think it was a gas station, maybe a BP and a Popeye's in the same building there. And I wasn't hungry. I was good. I was waiting until we got there. I was going to meet the pastor for dinner that Saturday night. And this man was standing out there and he didn't look, he didn't look grungy. He didn't look like uh, uh, he was homeless or anything like that. And we're just trying to figure out what his deal was. We just kind of keeping my eye on him, wasn't sure what he was going to want or need. He was, he didn't have a phone in his hand, just a cigarette. He finished his cigarette, ground it out, and then he walked up. He said, hey, where are you from? He struck up a conversation, talked to him a little bit, told him where I was from, asked him where he was from. Long story short, he asked if I had any money on me. And uh, he said, honestly, I'm probably, I'm probably going to go buy some beer with it. I, I want to be honest with you. And um, he told me he was from Oklahoma. And he told me that uh, he, he'd like to get back home. But right now, he's just kind of hanging out there. I think he was Southern Ohio is where I was at at the time. And hey, at least he was honest with me. Told, he was gonna go buy, told me he was going to go buy beer with, it, with the money. Well, I didn't have any cash on me. And I told him that. And I wouldn't have given him cash to go buy beer anyway. I'm not, not going to help someone else bring strong drink to their lips. But anyway, I did say I don't have any cash on me, but you know what I do have? I've got a gospel tract here. I want to, I want to give you this. I want you to read it. All right. His name was Heath. H-E-A-T-H, Heath. And uh, he said, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll read that. I'll read it. He, he was jovial. He was kind, even though I didn't give him any money. And so uh, I handed him a gospel tract. I don't recall which exact one I gave him, but I've got two gospel tracts here in my hands right now. One is called The New Birth. The other one is called Born Again. These two gospel tracts are related. You see, this gospel tract right here, The New Birth, you could call it the big brother of all of our tracts. It is the very first gospel track that Paul Levine, to my knowledge, that Paul Levine put pen to paper on and uh, that he wrote. 
the new birth, a very popular gospel track. We have dozens, if not hundreds of people get saved yearly because of this gospel tract. And it's amazing to know that thousands have come to know the Lord because of this specific title right here. But we also have Born Again. And this gospel tract right here is kind of a little brother to the new birth. It's basically a shortened version of the new birth and uh, both great gospel tracks the new birth a little bit longer a little more detail a few more words of course and the born again and born again just a little bit more minimal a little bit uh, shorter kind of condenses the message a bit but it still very much is very con it's concise yes but it gets the point across i don't believe it skips on any important details so i'd encourage you go to bibletracksinc.org and maybe you'd like some of both of these gospel tracks maybe you'd like to get a sample book Maybe you've never communicated with our ministry before. Bible Tracks Incorporated. I've realized I haven't talked about this in probably a couple weeks, if not more. Our ministry is that we print gospel tracks just like these that I'm holding in my hand, and we put them around the world free of charge. Yes, free of charge, if you can believe that. To God be the glory, we've put out well over 600 million gospel tracks. I have the, the grand privilege of being the director of this ministry. And it's it's busy days behind. It's busy days currently and busy days ahead. But I'm thankful for the fact that we have so many great partners just like you who invest in our ministry, that partner with us. I'm going to ask you if you would, BibleTracksInc.org. That's where you can go. And you can order these gospel tracks for free. We don't require a donation. They're always uh, received with um, gratitude. That's what I'm looking for. But they're not required. And so I'd encourage you, please, go to Bible Tracks, Inc. I want you to start using gospel tracks. I want you to look for opportunities. You know, that man, Heath, I don't know. He's from Oklahoma. I don't know where he's at right now. It's been a few weeks since I met him. Maybe the only time in my life that I'll ever meet Heath. He probably won't hear me on a radio broadcast. Yes, this program's on about 100 stations, America's landscape, but there's a good chance he'll never hear me just like you're hearing me now. He probably won't hear me in a church service, but I do know this. He got a clear presentation of the gospel because I gave him a gospel track. That's not Pat the Evangelist on the back or anything like that. I'd encourage all Christians to use gospel tracks just like this one. BibleTracksInc.org. Get your free gospel tracks today. We're in the book of Mark chapter number six. Yesterday, we talked about and uh, went over the feeding of the 5,000. And we learned that even in our circumstances, our situations of life, when the surroundings seem like a desert place, seem dark and drear, we still need to focus on the Savior. Even when there seem to be shortages, even when it seems that we don't have enough, we need to focus on the Savior. I want you to look at, if you would, verse number 43, uh, verse number 42, just as a little reminder, just talked about the feeding of the 5,000, Mark 6, 42, and they did all eat and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. And straightway, I want to talk today about what you do after a feeding of 5,000. That, that's a major miracle. That's a crazy thing. It's It boggles the mind. I mean, even just the logistics. It was already late in the day. And think of how fast they must have fed all these people. Verse number 45, and straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. So Jesus, of course, he's the master of the multitude. He's the one that had compassion on them. The disciples probably couldn't get away fast. 
fast enough. I wonder if they loaded up their 12 baskets full. Jesus said, hey, get in the boat. Let's go. You guys go on ahead. I'm going to send the people away. Verse number 46. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. You know, Jesus, 100% man and 100% God, he needed he wanted to talk to his father. If Jesus wanted to pray, how much more should we desire to pray? The fact that he was, he is God. We're not God. I'm not God. I'll never be God and neither will you, friend. We should want to talk to God. But look at verse number 47. And when the even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. Get this here. For they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. And he went up into uh, unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. But here is the crux of the message today. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves for their heart was hardened. Think about that. They just saw the creator of the universe take fish and loaves, bread in his hands, and break it apart in a never-ending fashion and fill up basket after basket. And they they were close enough to pick up the baskets with food to, dis to disseminate, to distribute them to people. So think about this. They were so close, they got to see it happening. Closer than any of the 5,000. And you realize it was 5,000 men, and there are probably a similar number of women, and then maybe children. It could have very easily, even if everyone, even if each family only had one or two children, could have very easily been well over 15,000 people there. And they fed all those people, had them sit down in groups, fed them all, and then... They're out toiling. They're out working. They got their head down. What are they looking at? The situation, just like we talked about yesterday. What are they looking at? The surroundings, just like they, just like we talked about yesterday. And they're thinking, we're messed up here. We've got a problem. The wind is being contrary. What are we going to do? And they're forgetting the master of the universe is in, is on their side. The master of the universe is back there on the land. The master, their master, the, the person, a man to them that they've walked beside and spent time with for months now, if not a couple of years, and they forget so very quickly what he's done, not just for them, but through them. It's incredible how quickly the conduit forgets the sweet water of life that flows through it. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about you. Yesterday, we talked about how we must keep our eyes on the Savior. But today, really, we kind of reiterate that fact. How silly, how foolish for them to, as verse 50 says, 52 says, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves for their heart was hardened. What a sad thing for their heart to be hardened. I want to ask you, dear friend, if you're listening right now and you know your heart's a little bit hardened, 
You know if you think about within yourself, if you're honest with yourself, that God has done much for you, that he's blessed you immensely. But you know as well as I that you're not considering those things, especially relative to your current circumstances, the way you should. I would encourage you to get your heart right. That's a thought today. Get your heart right. We could talk much about and we could compare and contrast this passage with the other gospels where it talks about a similar, this similar situation. But I just want to zoom in on that for they considered not the miracle. God, Jesus, the author of scripture calls it a miracle, the miracle of the loaves for their heart was hardened. What are you not considering? What miracle? Maybe it's your, the miracle of your salvation that you're forgetting. Maybe it's the miracle of how God brought you out of a miry, out of the miry clay, out of a wretched pit, set your feet upon a solid rock. Maybe that's what you're forgetting today. I hope not. Don't let your heart be hardened. Get your heart right. I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. We've got just tomorrow to finish up. Let's hear one, two, three, four, the last four verses of Mark chapter number six. Maybe we'll give a preview to Mark chapter number seven. I want to thank you so very much for tuning in today. Looking forward to speaking to you tomorrow. My prayer as always is that you have a great day for his glory. We'll talk to you very soon. God bless.